It was just a couple of weeks ago that we were out with friends for dinner, and we went to the McDonough Square here in Georgia. Judah and Ezra were running around having a great time playing with their friends, and Judah was running in circles. For those of you that know me, you know that Judah is my three-year-old boy. He is an adventure every single day. And Judah was running in circles so fast, and he tripped on his shoelace, and he fell. He fell hard. He started crying, tears flowing down his face. Daddy, and he, and like dads do, I ran to him, picked him up. I said, it's going to be okay. I often tell Judah, sometimes we fall down, and that's okay. I picked him up, wrapped him in my arms until he stopped crying. And of course, he's just fine. Thank the Lord for that. But it was just a week later that we were driving past that very spot in McDonough. It was an ice cream store, so I remember it very well. I love ice cream. And I was driving past that store, and Judah, from the back seat, looked out the window and said, Daddy, remember when I fell? A tear kind of hit this dad's cheek because even from a little boy's perspective, when he sees that spot, he remembers when he fell, when it hurt, what it feels like. It came back to his memory as just a three-year-old boy. And so it is for some of you today. You have fallen. You've made some mistakes. And it's easy for you to remember when you fell and where you fell. And that can stay at the forefront of your mind. But I want to talk to you today about the power of repentance. Because we serve a God, a Father, that can lift you up when you fall and remind you that He is faithful and just to forgive you. Guys, I'm your host, Nathan French, and I'm so excited about today's episode. It's going to be a noteworthy conversation. Let's go. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and he said that it was good. It would be a a world without tears, death, or sorrow. God only had one command to mankind in Genesis 2 and 17, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Romans 5 and 12 says, Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. That's right. It seems unfair, but it is the reality. 
that because sin entered the world back at the beginning of time, you and I are born into sin. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. It wasn't supposed to be this way. God created it good, but sin messes things up. Sin has always messed things up. David said, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. And I'm talking to some people today that sin has messed you up. Maybe I'm talking to somebody right now that you feel that because you have fallen, whether it's a mistake you made this morning or a year ago or a decade ago, I want to help set some people free today. And the whole point of this episode, I am dedicating this episode to to try to convince you of the power of repentance because every time you try to be used of God, every time that you try to step into the calling that God has placed on your life, you say, but remember when I fell? Don't, don't you remember that, that I've messed up? I'm not, I'm not good enough to be used by God. This episode is for you today. Because God wants to use you, even though you have fallen. God has always used imperfect people to accomplish his perfect will. And I want to talk to you about how God views repentance There are two words that could absolutely change your life. I'm sorry. Asking and believing God for forgiveness in your life could absolutely change your life. It's one thing to ask for forgiveness. It's another thing to believe that you have been forgiven and walk in that victory. And I'm hoping that by the end of this episode today, that some people will make up their mind that I'm not going to live in a fallen state. I'm not going to remind myself every day of the mistakes I've made, but I'm going to walk in the power of God and walk in the power of repentance in our lives. As you know, I'm a youth pastor in the Atlanta area, and last week in my youth class, I told my students, I said, look at these two pitchers of water. I had two vessels. One of them was was clean water, and I poured the clean water into that pitcher, and I poured a glass. I gave it to my student, and I said, would you take a drink of this? She said, of course, yes. She takes a sip. Everything's great, connected with the students. Then with the second pitcher, I uh, filled it with mustard and ketchup and hot sauce and all kinds of crazy stuff. And then I poured the water into that pitcher, and I poured the student a glass, and I said, would you drink this? Of course, the whole 
class said, no, of course not. Well, in youth ministry, there's always at least one student that wants to try the disgusting beverage. So, (laughs) of course, we had a couple of those, and one student even tried it. But um, I asked him, I said, why would you not accept this drink? And they said, because it's it's nasty, it's gross, it's filled with, with nasty stuff. And I told him, I said, you would not accept this because even though the water was once clean, the vessel that it was poured from was unclean. The purity of the water was identified as unclean because I poured it from an unclean vessel. If you drank this, you would be sick. Well, every day that we live, we are pouring out of ourselves. We are pouring out words, emotions, and energy into the world around us. I want to ask you a question today. Are you pouring from a clean vessel of repentance? Are you walking in victory? Are you living in forgiveness? A lot of relationships in your life might be sick and unhealthy because you're pouring from an unclean vessel. Your prayer life may be sick and needs help because you're pouring from an unclean vessel. But then I stopped the class and I asked them an important question and I said, let me ask you a question. Do you believe this vessel can never be used again? They said, of course not. No, you could, you could clean it. You could use it. Restaurants do this every day. That's exactly right. This vessel can be used again for its original purpose if we'll take time to empty it, clean it, and refill it. My, 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 my. And so it is for you today. Remember when I fell? Remember when sin got into my vessel? When sin got into my life? Do you remember when I fell? Yes, yes, I I know you fell. I know you made a mistake. But hear me right now. If you will empty the vessel, clean the vessel, God will refill that vessel. God can restore you and use you for your purpose, even though you have fallen. There's a scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 20 that I think relates to this so well. It says, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. What kind of vessel do you want to be? A vessel of honor or a vessel of dishonor? I want to be a vessel that is useful for the master and ready to be used for his glory. The vessels of gold and silver represented pure vessels, those that have been through a refining process. The wood and clay represented vessels that can get dusty and dirty and 
you would not use these to serve the house because it would be dishonorable. And so it is for our lives. We need to make sure that we are pouring from a clean vessel. And so how do we do this? We repent. We ask God for forgiveness. We clean the vessel. We prepare the vessel to be filled with his glory. You have to say, God, I'm, I'm sorry. God, I know that you, you saw me at my worst point. You see me when I fall. You see my thoughts. You see my actions. You see me when nobody else sees me. But I want to tell you today that you are known by God. You are fully known by God. And he still loves you. And he still wants to use you for his kingdom. When he first called you, he knew the mistakes you would make. When he first called you, he knew your inadequacies and your inabilities. And he still called you. Because God doesn't just call the qualified. He qualifies the called. He helps us. He refines us. He puts us through a process to help us become what we need to be. He, he is a good God. He is a faithful God. He is a loving God. He's a kind God. He is merciful. And he is just to forgive you of your sins. There's a story about a man that was praying with his pastor at the altar. And he would tell his pastor over and over again. He'd go and he confessed to him, his pastor, Pastor, I messed up again. I fell again. And his pastor said, well, God can forgive you. Go ask him for forgiveness. And he prayed a prayer that the pastor had heard many times before. As this man prayed for forgiveness, he would say, Lord, take the cobwebs out of my heart. Lord, take the cobwebs out of my life. The pastor heard him pray this, and he left, and he'd come back next week. Pastor, pastor, I've messed up again. I've done it again. Pastor said, God, God is just to forgive you. Let's, let's go to the altar. Let's pray for forgiveness. Lord, take the cobwebs out of my life, the man said. The pastor heard him. He left again. He comes back. Pastor, I messed up. Let's go to the altar. Lord, take the cobwebs out of my heart. Take the cobwebs out of my life. And finally, after weeks and weeks and weeks of the same thing over and over again, the pastor said, let's go to the altar. And the man stepped up to pray and confess sin. Lord, take the cobwebs out of my life. And finally, the pastor interrupted him and said, kill the spider, Lord. Kill the spider. Many times we ask the Lord to forgive us of sin, yet we leave the source to the problem in our lives. The cobwebs were a result of the problem, but the real problem was the presence of a spider. Spiders will build their webs over and over again. You can tear it down, but spiders will rebuild. If a dangerous spider is in your house and you're tired of seeing cobwebs, you're tired of seeing the results, 
and you're tired of dealing with the same problems over and over again, you need to start killing some spiders in your life. The fight you had was a cobweb. The problem was anger. The profanity in your mouth was a cobweb. The spider was lack of control and consecration to God. Being slow to say I'm sorry is a cobweb. The problem is feelings of unworthiness and inadequacy and unforgiveness. The temptation to give up your purity is a cobweb. The problem that builds is the entertainment you've been watching all week long. Not feeling the presence of God at church is a cobweb. The spider is woven throughout the week because you haven't prayed and read your word. You've got to identify the spider and kill it. We're talking about repentance here. We're talking about walking in victory, walking in a new life. If you want to stop seeing cobwebs, you've got to start killing spiders. 1 John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know, I want to close out with, with a thought that, that I've, been, I've been reading from the Word lately, and I feel like it's very relevant to where we're at. And it's in Jonah chapter 3. Jonah chapter 3 tells us that Nineveh was an evil city that had strayed far from God. God called Jonah to preach to Nineveh and tell them that if they didn't turn from their wicked ways, God was going to destroy them. Now, you know Jonah, right? That guy in the Bible that gets swallowed up by a big whale. (laughs) Now, here's the crazy thing. Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh. It's very obvious. He got in a boat and he tried to get as far away from Nineveh as he possibly could. But God got him there. You know, sometimes the way you get to Nineveh would be easier if you would just obey him in the first place. Well, my, 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 that was, that, that, that was for free. We're, that, that wasn't even in the notes. Well, my, my, my. Okay, so the Bible says the craziest thing. Are you ready? Nineveh, the evil people, the wicked people, they're, they're far from God. They're living in sin. The Bible says that when Jonah preached to them that Nineveh, repented and turned from their wicked ways. Surely Jonah would be thrilled to see the impact of his preaching, right? But chapter 4, verse 1, is one of the most confusing and sad verses in your Bible. Because in Jonah chapter 4, verse 1, the people have repented, and it says, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he became angry. What in the world is going on? I mean, what? Jonah, really? I mean, and, and you know, I, I know it sounds like I'm judging Jonah, but we, we've all been here where God has shown mercy. He's done something, and we may not understand it in our humanity. And here's the problem. 
Jonah didn't believe that Nineveh deserved mercy. So the Bible says he went up on a mountain outside of the city and he waits. (laughs) Guys, you can't make this stuff up. He waits for God to judge the city. He's waiting on God to destroy the city. And God caused a plant to grow over Jonah's head for shade. And then the next day, a worm to eat and damage the plant so it would fall. Look it up. It's in your Bible. God was teaching Jonah a lesson. Jonah chapter 4, verse 10. But the Lord said, You had pity on the plant for which you have not labored, nor made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city, in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand? You see here, we get a glimpse into the heart of Jesus. And that truth is this. He is just and faithful to forgive us of our sins if we will repent and turn away from that sin. Isn't he a good God? Isn't he a great God? You know, I'm wrapping up here. I'm done. But uh, can I just be real with you? That's been my prayer lately. And when I've been talking to the Lord and he's been speaking to me, uh, I feel like God has been telling me I'm I'm showing you my heart, Nathan. I'm, I'm trying to teach you my heart and get you past your heart of flesh and your presuppositions and your judgments and what you think I should do for people and how you think I should do things. And to be honest with you guys, I'm at a place in my life, you know, I just turned 30 years old and I'm so, 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 so blessed. God has been so good to me far greater than I deserve. And I'm just to a point now, guys, where I just want to be more like Jesus. I want to think like he thinks. I want to to know his heart. I want to follow his heart because my heart is made of flesh and can be wicked and evil and judgmental and quick to assume things that are wrong. I don't know about you, but I want to know his heart. I want to know who who God really is. And I feel like this depiction here in Jonah tells us a lot about the heart of God. That even when Jonah was judging people, God was merciful to forgive him. And even when Nineveh was wicked and evil, when God saw that they would turn from their wickedness, he withheld judgment from them and he forgave them. Psalm 103, verse 12, one of the most beautiful verses in your whole Bible. If you don't have it highlighted, grab that highlighter and go go mark this one in your Bible. You're gonna want this one. Psalm 103 and 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Hey, remember when I fell? 
You remember when I messed up? Daddy, remember, remember when I fell over there? Yes, son, I remember. I know, I know that was painful. But just like I was able to run to Judah and pick him up in my arms and tell him, it's going to be okay. Sometimes we fall down. Guys, I just can't help but feel like that's what the heart of God wants to say on this podcast today. Sometimes we fall down, but you have a loving Father that, that is willing and able to pick you up and tell you it's going to be okay. And so next time the devil tries to remind you of your past and things that are under the blood, things that God has already forgiven, you just remind him, hey, devil, how far is the east from the west again? Can, can, can you remind me how far the east is from the west? And what you're really telling him is, the east and the west cannot even be measured. It is so great. And that is how far God has removed my sins from me when I repent. That means that God is a God of forgiveness and his mercy is immeasurable for those who will repent and empty the vessel so that they can be used by God. And if you're listening today and you have not emptied the vessel and you have not repented, let's do that right now. Would you pray with me? God, we are so thankful that you are just to cleanse us from our sins, that you are faithful to forgive us. God, Lord, I pray, Lord, that if there's anything in our hearts that is not right, that you would forgive us. Lord, forgive us for when we've judged people and when we have assumed things about people that were wrong. Help us to see things through your eyes and feel things through your heartbeat, to walk to the rhythm of your drum and to the rhythm of your kingdom and what you want to do in our lives. Lord, I pray over a listener right now that that feels unworthy. Lord, I, I feel there could be listeners, Lord, that, that even tears are falling down their face because they are being reminded that you never left them. You never forgot about them. They were never too far gone to where they were out of your reach. Lord, I pray that you would remind a listener of that today. Lord, thank you for reminding me of your heart and reminding me who you really are. Lord, help me to know you more. Help me to to seek you more. And Lord, we know that if we will seek you, we will find your heart. We'll give you all the glory, all the honor, and the praise. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ, amen. Guys, I love you so much. I know this episode was a little unusual today, but I am... I think I'm a little past the point of, of, of trying to impress people. I just, I just want to follow God's heart. I just want to do what he's called me to do. That's really all I'm worried about doing at this stage in my life. And I pray that he'll help me stay in that mindset for the rest of my days. I love you so much. Remember, God loves you. Hey, remember when you fell? Yeah, yeah, I know you remember that. But your father is there ready to pick you up. Sometimes we fall down. And that's okay. Because we serve a God that was willing to come down on earth and go to Calvary so that our sins could be covered by the blood. I love you guys. 
Thank you for listening to the Noteworthy Podcast. And we look forward to seeing you next week. God bless you.